Burt Reynolds is Raven. Your last mission was to obtain a Soviet 666 codebreaker. Somehow, Washington never got it. Washington was never gonna get it. This kicks an ass. Hell is that chopper? Did you really think you were going to go into business for yourself and I was just going to let you do it? Let me! Every mission I ever had, I set up myself. Betrayed by the government he worked for. Why did he turn on us? Because he figured out that we sent him on a one-way mission, that's why. Now he's self-employed. How can one man kill that many people? I was just doing what the man told me to do. He's going to kill us! What a way to go. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Del Vecchio, and with me, as always, is Mark Myers and Dan Aquino. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. Um, it's a great day out there. I am just really excited to um, see the uh, that uh, that uh, I'm going to be starting that uh, that show the the Thronesy game game thing or whatever. Is it a good Oof. series, guys? Wow. Uh, just the uh, interest of full disclosure. This is Mark's second attempt at an introduction, so he's a little stale. <laughs> I, I'll be I'll be I'll be hundred percent again. Full disclosure. Both times it came to my thing, I was looking up something else and completely panicked. So, we'll, uh, Mark, we'll you, you have we we plan this in advance. You have a <laughs> yeah, whole I know. day. I know, but I I panicked because I was in the middle of looking something up when I don't came. Don't panic. It's like we tricked them into a podcast. Like, By the way, Mark, we're recording. Wait, where am I? Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, don't. There's no need to panic, Mark. We're we're all friends here. Maybe yeah. next maybe next week, Mark. I'll, I'll, I'll write it down next week. <laughs> you got to workshop it a little bit throughout the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all, you know, we're always open to seeing what you you come up with, and we'll give you critiques. And we're friends, so okay, don't feel good. nervous. Don't get nervous. Got it. Yeah. Good talk. <laughs> got <guys>. it. <laughs> we just because we we have a super famous podcast doesn't mean we don't put our pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so this week we are back, um, and this week is the premiere of John Wick 3. So this week we decided to kind of go sort of revenge movies, sort of kind of uh, contract killer movie, I guess. Um, Again, doing interest of full disclosure, I'd watched a movie that we decided not to do called Death Kiss. First, which probably is closer to um, John Wick in terms of uh, theme, thematic elements, because it is basically Death Wish with a dude that looks shockingly like Charles Bronson. The problem is it is super boring and kind of racist. And I really <laughs> didn't feel like I really didn't feel like we were going to be able to um, pull much of an episode out of that movie. Um, so we looked further into Amazon Prime, came across a movie that is super hard to find on IMDb, um, a movie called Raven from, I think, 1996. Yes, that is uh, correct. 
There are two different dates depending on where you look. It says 96. Also, some other places say 1997. Um, but it is called The Raven, and it stars Burt Reynolds as Raven. Um, yeah. 60-year-old Bruce, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Uh, is yeah. he 60? Uh, he's He's got to be up there. I don't know exactly how old he was in 96. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I looked it up because um, when I saw it was 1996, I'm like, all right, he's got to be very old like old in this movie to be doing um what i thought from the tagline he would be doing in this movie yeah uh 1936 so yeah he was uh he was the ripe old age of 60 when this movie came out maybe he was 59 when he made it rest in peace burt reynolds um he looked pretty good i mean yeah normal burt reynolds look yeah he is burt reynolds yeah the, this is directed by russell salberg who more than anything else was really a stunt coordinator um, was a second unit stunt coordinator for uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Uh, oh. So not, he wasn't the main stunt coordinator on that, but he was the second unit stunt coordinator, so that's still pretty pretty big. He's got, his, uh, he's got a laundry list of movies that he did stunt coordinator stuff on. Um, they're pretty comes good, actually. This, I think it comes through in this movie uh, that his, he's more of a, uh, a stunt guy than anything else. Um, this movie has a 4.7 on IMDb, and because it was not in theaters, has no box office numbers, and has a 7% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, before we get into the movie, uh, guys, do you really know much about Burt Reynolds? Do you are you a fan? Yeah, I mean, Boogie Nights, Striptease, uh, what else? Deliverance, good movie. Uh, I I was going to ask you guys because when I was younger. I always got these two actors mixed up, Burt Reynolds and Sean Connery. And oh, I, I wasn't who I thought you were going to say. Who did you think? Tom Selleck. I would have said Tom Selleck, too. Mm, well, you know, again, I was young. I, I mean, really I can see it on difference. both, but I, I, for some, in my head, I thought immediately you were going to tell. Who would, so my question to you two would be, who would you put above the other like in terms of acting and these, I guess, their library? Who would you say is better? Uh, Sean Connery or Tom Selleck versus Burt Reynolds? Not Tom Selleck. Sean Connery? <laughs> Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery. Uh, uh, I'm probably partial to Connery just because I love his Bond. You it's know my what? favorite Bond. I'm going to go Burt Reynolds just to be a contrarian. And yeah. just to say, and I'll say, because Sean Connery really hasn't done anything memorable other than his Bond movies. Yeah. Oh, the Rock was pretty good. Well, yeah, but he was well. That was like his twilight period but he like didn't, he didn't like his scottish accent on a soviet submarine i mean that no. was all stuff as he got older um <laughs> so maybe his older maybe when he was older like his career kind of hit his second wind but like between between like his bond stint and uh the, the untouchables oh the untouchables yeah that would have been there's really there's really not much highlander yeah. but i i would the reason why i ask is because i would also say Burt Reynolds. I think his filmography is a little deeper. Uh, you know, like I said, Boogie Nights, Deliverance, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. I think he's in Cannibal Run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I saw the Smokey whole nine the yards. I saw Smokey and the Bandit on in theaters last year for the first time. When he passed away. Yeah, they they brought it back to AMC. It was actually my first AMC A list purchase. That's pretty oh. cool. That's that was a that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so uh, to answer your question, Anthony, I would say I'm more of a Burt Reynolds guy. I I do appreciate his movies. Okay, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, in terms of um, 
you know, if if you had to say pure like acting ability, I think Burt Reynolds has done more in different genres um, and different types of characters than Sean Connery. Um, but just as a fan, I would more likely see um, Sean Connery movies over seeking out Burt Reynolds movies. Okay. If that makes sense. Surprisingly, he was only ever nominated for one Oscar for Boogie Nights. There I thought go. he would have been in more. Yeah, but, no, he, 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 he was more of like a, a popcorn movie kind of guy. Like Sharky's yeah. Machine and uh, was the one where Hooper was another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, if we're going to say Tom Selleck, it's Tom Selleck all day long. I mean, that's mustache. mustache. Alone. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if that's true. I mean, I like Mr. Baseball. <laughs> Have you seen Blue Bloods? Oh, if yes, not, sir. if not, then my parents would have a word with you, sir. Oh, so, so would, would my, my grandmother. So would my in-laws. We were actually, we were just talking about it because Blue Bloods was, um, I guess, picked up for another season. So I was like, who, who else likes that show? Like Anthony's, <laughs> Anthony's dad. <laughs> My dad loves Blue Bloods. I'm, I'm sure it's a good show. Yeah, my grandma watches all the reruns on Ion, that, that oh, yeah. marathon on Thursdays. So do my parents. <laughs> is is one of the Wahlbergs in that? Yes. Yeah, okay. Donnie. Donnie. As my, as my dad says, it's like, it's better than watching the Yankees for three hours. <laughs> well, lately it's been Probably. two and a half hours, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Raven. Uh, I'm going to be honest. This movie doesn't suck. It's not, it's not hard. It's not great, uh, yeah. but it's, there, it's there's a, a reason very, why it was straight to video. Sure, it's a very simple story. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells its story very quickly and very efficiently. I would say um, there's not there's not really too many surprises. There's not too many great acting performances, and I think one of the main acting performances is the reason why this movie might suck more than it should. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is a a very standard direct-to-video mo- action movie from the nineties. Yeah. So yeah. Are, are are you talking about the the other male lead or the female lead as the one? That I am talking. Suck? I am talking about Matt Battaglia. Oh, yeah, got it. Thought who, so. Uh, former Philadelphia Eagle Matt Battaglia. Yes. Who played three game? He played in three games. Started yes. two. And had one sack, but he actually had a decent uh, college career. College career, yeah. I read about that. He led the nation in tackles two years in a row. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But his acting is atrocious in this movie. (laughs) Very wooden. But he's an Emmy winner. Yeah, uh, he won an Emmy for (laughs) Judge. One of the Judge shows he was a producer on. So he he has a Daytime Emmy uh, award for producing. Yeah. yeah, no, he he has a lot of producing credits, so good for him, um, yeah. because acting is not his thing. Yeah, I thought you were thought you were gonna besmirch the name of Emmanuel. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare talk about Krista Allen in a in a bad in a bad light. I still haven't figured out, and I I think the the one thing that will save me with the um, <laughs> plausible deniability of where I know her from is uh, she's the elevator girl in Liar Liar. So okay. there we go. That's yeah. where I know her from. I do not know her from her eight direct eight film series of Emmanuel in Space. Wasn't she on Baywatch too? Yeah, that's it too. Okay. Yeah, she was on the spinoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was one. I was wondering 
because I, I had recognized their face and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know where that face is from. And then one of the first things on IMDb is they mentioned Baywatch Hawaii. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's it. And then sure. the next thing down was, oh, oh, no, I that that's where I know. <laughs> Got well, it. You're talking about yeah. Liar Liar, right? <laughs> yes, Liar Liar. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I bounce those things around like Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, <laughs> if I had to describe this movie in one word, I would just say competent. It's yeah. just a regular, like Anthony said, it's a very regular movie. It's it's simple plot. Burt Reynolds does a, a decent job of acting in this one. I mean, he, not enough to save it, but he's he's a pretty convincing antagonist, I should say. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really used to seeing him as the bad guy. So it was pretty cool to see him in a different light. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I, I wonder how many times Burt Reynolds conceivably played the antagonist in a movie. Um, I couldn't really think of any, um, but he's good here. I mean, he's not Henry Fonda in Once Upon a Time in the West in terms of like <laughs> uh, a, a guy you always see playing a good guy, playing a bad guy. Finally, but he's he, he looks like he's kind of having a little bit of fun. Yeah, he's doing yeah. the best with what he has, I think. Yeah. And he easily outshines everyone else. So Absolutely. Except for Richard Gant, who shows up with a half hour left in the movie <laughs> as the FBI agent that has two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird plot line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just happens. He's not even a, uh, an FBI agent. I don't think he's a, just a detective, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I thought I was missing something. I was actually paying attention to this entire movie. And then when the the two cops came in, yeah. I thought I had I had to rewind. Nope. Did I just miss a, a an important plot point? But nope. no, they they weren't in it up until like third. There 30 are thirty minutes, minutes left. left in the movie, <laughs> and he's arguably arguably in nineteen ninety six. He's the second most recognizable person in this yes. movie. Because <laughs> I mean, Matt Battaglia, I think he took over for Jean Claude Van Damme in Universal Soldier direct to video films if uh, my memory serves me correctly in terms of my research but i mean richard gant was in Ro- rocky five yep was <laughs> Giles. yeah he no, played the uh he played the don king uh stand-in i didn't uh, know that yeah i mean and he he's obviously he doesn't have like a household name but he's like one of those guys that's like i've seen that guy a thousand times there's yeah. another guy i saw too yeah it was him i knew it christopher mayer He's he's also in Liar Liar. He's the uh, he's the one that Jennifer Tilly. He's the guy that Jennifer Tilly has the affair with. Okay, Did, yeah, and he you, was you stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah. All right, all right. I banged her brains out. <laughs> yeah, he was also a replacement Duke boy on Dukes of the Haz- uh, Dukes of Hazard when the originals. Vance Duke. Yep. Vance Duke. Yeah. When was the that, originals um, left. Was that the Texas senator? That... Uh, I think it might have been. I don't know. The tech, uh, no, he played Hub. Oh, I don't yeah. know who Hub was. He was, was he one, one of, of the. Yeah. Was he, he was one of the the dumb, the very dumb okay. henchmen, or yeah, it's like okay. the second Raven team. Okay. Okay, I think I think I know which one you're about now. So with mm-hmm. Ava and that enormous dude. Yes. Yeah. 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 The blonde so real, guy was enormous. Yeah, because I think the the uh, Texas senator, the one that uh, gets blown up in the car, you know. It, the first one to go, I think he's like a character actor. Like, I recognize his face. I couldn't find him on the credits. It was uh, Senator Berg. He's not really in much. 
he's just he, he he looks that he's a doppelganger for someone. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. So this guy, Christopher Mayer, played Vance Duke on the Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. and then he was also on Baywatch, where he played a character named Vance. I just thought that was interesting. He's so he's very Vance. I'm I surprised he didn't play Bob Vance. Bob Vance, nice. Vance Refrigeration. I, I wanted to see if he might have played another person named Vance, but I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> oh uh, no, uh, well that's that's another Duke's a Hazard thing, I guess, where he played yeah. Vance, but that doesn't count. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, this uh, this was an interesting time. I don't really think it has much to do with John Wick three. Nope. But uh, well, we're still good. We're doing the episode right now, so <laughs> yeah, we're we're twenty five minutes in. So yeah, so <laughs> no fuck turning you back. For telling us otherwise. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I think at this point we can get right into the plot. Yeah. Um, okay, so we start at a backroom meeting in a Pentagon between some senators and some CIA operatives, and they're talking about. Uh, a secret mission that they've sent a special ops team on to pick up a decoder. And they're basically talking about all, they all stand to make a shit ton of money. And they're just putting it all in the hands of one guy that they, that they know that can get it. Uh, yeah. Then we cut to the mercenary team in Bosnia and uh, it's Burt Reynolds and a whole bunch of other guys wantonly killing people, yep. just murdering people, absolutely demolishing this town and i guess they're bad people that they're killing but we really don't get to learn their victims very much um one thing is burt reynolds looks super uncomfortable with the machine gun yeah he just it doesn't look like he had a whole lot of training with it it it, it was one of those just point and just like move your arms around like you're you know firing a machine gun and yeah that's essentially all he does go through the motions um this is where we meet the so his name is raven we meet him and his team Specifically, his his best guy, uh, Deuce, played by Matt Battaglia, who looks yeah. like Drew Brees and walks around like he's a former football player. Um, Which he is. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just has that look of I don't know. This isn't really my forte, but I used to play football. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, he owns it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he's into blowing shit up. He's got like one of those grenade launchers that he's been, uh, he's just killing more people with. Where did uh, he get, did he enter the scene with that, by the way? I don't know. I, don't know. I think, I think, he just I think they were, up. yeah, I think they were picking up weapons along the way. Yeah. He's probably using people's wep- people that he's killed weapons on, on them. Um, as we mentioned, he's former Philadelphia Eagle played for Louisville too. He was a linebacker. Um, this, this, this scene shows off, um, one of the highlights of this movie is the pyrotechnics and the stunt work on here. Um, lots of explosions, lots of people getting thrown by those explosions. We do see some wires a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I noticed that, but I didn't notice, uh, but it, it, yeah, no, but it's, it's really well done and it's actually like decent production value. I mean, obviously, it seems like they, you know, they built kind of shells of houses just to blow them up. But mm-hmm. for a movie that's direct-to-video, I, I was surprised by how much they were able to blow up and how much they were able to, um, you know, kind of pull off. It was impressive. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was an opening I wasn't expecting for this type of movie, mm-hmm. for sure. I thought it would just be more of a covert op kind of thing where like, they sneak in, sneak out, maybe 
you know, break a few necks here and there and not a lot of gunfire and definitely was not expecting any pyrotechnics of any kind. But uh, yeah, it was. It, it's not a bad opening. It, it it's serviceable. Sure. The, these are the guys that are like when they do the heist in Grand Theft Auto, just go in hot, just immediately sure, yeah. just start shooting everyone instead <laughs> yeah. of trying to sneak around. Uh, and that's another thing. They're these operatives are just like shit at hiding because a lot of them die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're not good at it. Um, their mission, they're looking for a secret Russian decoder, um, which essentially is just two car batteries. Yeah, and, <laughs> but it, and it shows you when I think this was written because they they specifically call it Soviet technology. Okay, so not Russian. Although it is Bosnia, so, so wasn't Bosnia part of the USSR? I no part of Yugoslavia, but okay, but it's essentially the same area. They would have been under. Sure. Uh, Soviet control, but it, 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 you know, a lot of the little things read to me like someone wrote this in the late 80s and just finally got it produced. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this is this is the MacGuffin of the film. This is the okay. decoder that um, they've been sent to retrieve. Again, it's two car batteries, um, <laughs> essentially. Um, then the and the rub of this is that uh, they're useless when they're when they're apart, but if they're together, they're worth a lot of money, fifty million dollars to be exact. Um, so basically, the rest of the team dies um, except for Deuce and Raven. And they get the two car batteries, they kill a shit ton of people, and they get on this shitty helicopter, which this is like the first, I feel like the the helicopter was so shitty because it was a direct-to-video movie. It yeah. looked like, it says UN on the side, and it <laughs> might have been like an out-of-commission UN helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> that they got for like 20 bucks. Yeah, because it makes uh, no sense that the UN would pick because they up. are not on a United Nations mission. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> the UN kills them. far less people usually. Um, well, yeah, I was gonna say unless they're running some undercover stuff that we don't know about, then sure. Um, so Deuce, um, as they're leaving, he says he's done because he's done killing children, and I'm thinking he's killed a a lot of children before he's come to this decision. Which is because he's killed a ton of people in this scene right before he's made this decision because he's blown up a lot of buildings in this movie. Yeah, he, he was the best. Raven saw potential in him. Yeah. His, he was great at killing children. Um, so while they're on the helicopter, they're getting into this fight because that's the stupid thing. Deuce, you, you, tell, you tell him this when you land, um, <laughs> you don't tell him this uh, beforehand. Um, so yeah. they get into a fight. Raven pulls a gun. They accidentally shoot the pilot, and they both fall into the water, um, presumably dead for Raven. But Deuce wakes up. Um, it's one year later. He he was he wasn't dead the whole time. He wasn't like in a coma or anything like that. But I guess he's, <laughs> no. they transitioned to like it being a nightmare of him remembering this ship, which yeah. is very very lucid, very uh, very specific dream, uh, very uh, straight lined. Um, now he's living the sweet life in a sweet beach house in San Diego, uh, living with Krista Allen, um, as we mentioned, star of eight Emmanuel in Space films and the elevator woman in uh, Liar Liar. She's looking great in this movie. She's like 25. Yeah. This was after Emmanuel in Space. Yeah, this was, this was her break into non-Emmanuel in Space work. Yeah. 
So lesser, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, Deuce is having bad dreams, so they take a walk on a beat on the beach, and there's a fat guy, quote unquote, fishing, but really he's taking pictures of the couple, and it's played by the guy that played the cable guy in Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, and he's standing about twenty feet away from them as he takes pictures of them. I was tr- I was t- talking to someone at work, and we were watching the movie, and I'm like, "Where where is he? Is he on a boat somewhere? Is he on you know on a building?" And you know, he was literally within spitting distance. Yeah, <laughs> like of Deuce and his woman. <laughs> Deuce could have thrown a football and hit him right in the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and. He's not even trying to convince you that he's not taking pictures. Yeah. He's he's not even stand he's not even like his back is towards the ocean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's got and Deuce makes a point there. He's got he doesn't even have bait on the hook. Very unconvinced. <laughs> and he I thought he was just like a hired goon, but he's a private eye. That's right. his job. Mm-hmm. And he must yeah. be the absolute worst he's at terrible it. Terrible private investigator. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> So, uh, so the guy, and the guy is very preoccupied with taking pictures of Callie. Yeah, uh, understandably so. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, Deuce approaches him, tells him stop taking pictures of me, um, pulls the film out of the camera. Um, we find out later he already shot a full roll of film, but um, yeah, yeah, and we also find out later that he used to be thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important <laughs> to the movie too. Yes. Um, somehow I don't believe him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that, that scene essentially ends. Uh, we cut to CIA headquarters and we run into CIA uh, sort of director William Gilly, Billy Gilly, as Billy they Gilly. call him. Oh, God. Yeah. That played out, that gets played out so quickly. Yes. Um, and he gets a page. He gets a page from Raven himself. Uh, who I guess up until this point people have thought he's still it was was dead, but nope he's still alive and he's looking for the other decoder. Um, and now I was I wonder what Raven was doing for an entire year. He's laying low, right? Biding he's, his time. Uh, biding his time. Banging he wants chicks, the device. Probably. He wants the device where he's going to enact a hit list and take down all the people that were uh, in charge of the mission. Um, didn't they have some like generic name like the four stars or something like that he says to um he says to uh deuce at the end towards the end that he's gonna kill the four stars the three stars the two stars the one stars the no stars something like that and now that then that makes billy gilly the lone star okay i get it now Uh, question is his name really billy gilly or is that just something that reynolds just says his last name is he's Bill. He calls himself Bill Gilly. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's it makes sense, but I thought he was just saying it to be a smartass. Is Bill it, Gilly yeah. is uh, played by David Ackroyd. No relation. Pretty sure they don't <laughs> spell their same their names no. the same. No. Uh, so as I said, Raven wants the device, or he's going to enact a hit list and start knocking off people. Um, that causes Gilly to get on the phone to Dallas, Texas, to Senator Berg, who was a real secretary fucker. Yeah. <laughs> and a good uh, one, too. Yeah. he's He hasn't met a secretary he hasn't fucked, apparently. Because even in the first scene, they make mention of uh, he's already... He's fucked the girl from accounting. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's that's his, his storyline, is that he loves to fuck. It's yeah. good for him. 
Good yeah. for him. He's using. I mean, now good, hashtag me character. too. Hashtag oh, me yeah. too. This movie would um, appropriate. Uh, but Gilly gets on the phone, calls the senator, tells him to get on the plane immediately to D.C. They got to talk um, and not to stick his dick into anything uh, while okay. before he gets on the plane. Um, then Gilly gets on the phone with an Iranian gentleman and he is trying to set up a meeting with him. So maybe the deal is back on? Question mark. Well, it sounds like they already got paid their money, but... They just never delivered the device. Yeah, that and comes that's... up later. So what what essentially happened is Adib is the Iranian man, um, and he's a terrible businessman because he paid these guys up front right. two years ago and has not gotten his devices or his money back for two years. Um, so I'm thinking he's out $50 million at this point because that's the, that's the going rate for these things. Yeah. Um, so... Senator Berg gets into a limo to the airport and he has a prostitute waiting for him already in in the car. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty believable, though. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it seems like something a senator would do. Um, and then unsexy classical music play as they fuck. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get to see it because I was at work. Wasn't it, so wasn't it like a, mm. like America like music? It it sounds like uh, fanfare, like something yeah. that Sousa would have would have would have written. Um, it's totally a song that plays in the Clockwork Orange, so it is probably like Beethoven. Um, but it is not sexy. No, <laughs> uh, but it would be sexy if it was like you know a, a fanfare like political song to the senator. Sure. Um, it's not, uh, they don't really have coitus. They don't, they don't, he doesn't get it in, but she gets yeah. topless, uh, and is about to, before, once they get to the airport, the driver locks the senator in the car, and then Raven's there, to much to the senator's surprise, and Raven blows up the car with a, what a way to go, cheap, yeah. cute line. He's gonna kill us! <laughs> yeah. the last word to the senator. Yep, and then Raven's like, "What a way to go!" That is not so a bad way to go, really. This this writer was definitely like high fiving himself when writing some of these <laughs> lines. Um, Dan, did you miss the part where I said they didn't uh, have coitus? This was pre coitus, but he's still with a topless woman. So, right. but you know, that's a, that the ultimate cock block is getting is getting killed before cock <laughs> cocking. But, before the cocking pre-cocking um yeah. yeah i guess that's going out with blue balls that's no good i guess yeah and also uh mark i think that's a improv line by reynolds oh, okay i i'm not sure but i just i i want to think that reynolds thought he was cool and yeah you know, what a way to go because how does he know what's going on in there um i think the the driver told him drive the driver is uh is the raven raven yeah. team ava and he's like, they busy? She's like, yep. Oh, okay. So he so, knew what was going on. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, maybe. I, I I just like to think that he, that was pure Reynolds. Yeah. He's like, I got a great line. Roll the cameras. <laughs> just, just, let's roll with it. <laughs> Don't stop me they, now. They were like, oh, maybe you got something else. I was like, nope, that's it. <laughs> cut, cut, print, move the gate. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> cut. Very much like Cage and a lot of those movies he just does for the paycheck, like Reynolds did here. Just, nope, we're taking just one take. We're good. Yeah. Let's move on. You're saying he directed it pretty much? Yeah. 
Oh, we're good. It's uh. Are you really I... going to talk down to Burt Reynolds? Mm, probably not. And he talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> Sounds good, Burt. <laughs> I could see the uh, Norm uh, Norm Macdonald. <laughs> that, that's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> no, no, it's a good line. It's a great line. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we cut to the private investigator is uh, hanging out underneath a, a giant cross, eating some spam in a can, or uh-huh. more specifically, scram? scam, scam, scam in a can. He looked like he was really enjoying it too. Yes. Uh, so the private investigator was hired by Raven to snoop on Deuce, hands over some pictures. Basically, the only information he gets is on Callie. Uh, he's working. He says that she's working for Senator Mixon, Mixton, which is one of the senators that was in that backroom meeting. Um, then Raven decides to kill the PI, shoots him right in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I do love how just how much of an of a bastard Raven is in this yeah. movie. Yeah, he's very remorseless. Yeah, he gives very him fake money. Um, very remorseless, and it's just like. It's it's interesting to see Burt Reynolds in that. Like we said, I don't remember when I've ever seen him a villain, um, but he seems to be hamming it up nicely. He seems to enjoy it a little bit, reveling in it just a, a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's having yeah. he's definitely having as much fun as one can have with that role. Yeah. Uh, so from there, the Washington schemers are meeting to figure out what to do. Um, this is this uh, me. This scene is really just to set up a couple of things. Uh, that their whole plan was that that was going to be Raven's last mission. They would have killed him once he returned with the devices, and that the meeting with the Iranian gentleman Adib has already been set up because they thought they were going to have the decoder um, ready for him. Uh, so then Gilly goes to meet with Adib at a massage parlor. This is where we find out that. Um, he paid them in full two years ago. So now who Adib is super patient with them. Who's been yep. waiting for two years. So he, that is a very patient, uh, terrorist. Yeah. Right. Like, all right. Well, uh, we'll figure something out. Hopefully the thing, hopefully they turn up in two years. It like soon. Um, good guy terrorist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's very understanding. I mean, he's yeah. very, te- he's a very terrible businessman terrorist. Cause like, at, at the very least, you pay them fifty percent, not, uh, and then fifty percent on delivery. Right. You don't pay them the full one hundred percent, but you know. Uh, so he demands it, and he demands either the the money or the device in seventy two hours, essentially. Um, that's what we get out of that scene. <laughs> uh, we get no, we get no happy ending, Robert Kraft style in that yeah. massage parlor. Um, and then mm. we, what were, you, what were you gonna say? I was just saying, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> so Deuce, we cut to him. He works at a boatyard, and uh, which is surprising because he's got a really nice house on the beach. So it doesn't seem like you would be uh, affording that place when you just work cleaning up boats. Um, so this this whole scene is just to show, A, he's got a hot date with Callie. Yeah. He's going to have a surprise for her. And he sees yeah. that the private investigator was killed in, in the newspaper. Yeah. And he realizes who, who did it. Yeah. he's He knows Raven's in town. It's something only Raven would do. Yeah. Only yeah. Raven would shoot a guy in the head. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, if, if the guy was, like, some kind of working for the government, 
you know, when they've shown up in the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, this deuce guy can't get anything over his head. <laughs> That's why he was the best. He was That's the right. best. That's right. But he apparently pick he's up on things. Apparently he's quite stupid, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll find that out later. Um, so the next scene is Deuce proposes to Callie while wearing the worst salmon-colored sport coat I've ever seen. <laughs> it was the '90s. Come on. And so, he's in San. What he's in San Diego, right? San Diego. You know, it could have been the style at the time. It's it, totally possible. One hundred percent was the style. But it does not hold up. <laughs> it doesn't translate. Does not translate. Well, um, agree to disagree. <laughs> Callie also has a a present for him. She gets him a dream catcher because she is twelve years old. Yeah. Uh, I, I was yeah. thinking to myself if if Jen got me that as a gift, I don't think I would talk to her. Yeah. Like, All right. Well. Thanks for nothing. Break it and throw it away. <laughs> Come back to me when you want to be an adult. Yes. And then it's fuck time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which while, I couldn't watch. While Raven was watching the whole time. So Raven saw more than you did. Can you go back and watch, Dan? It's a... Well, I, I saw it was right before they do it that Raven, he, he uh, lights his cigar. And I was thinking to myself, why doesn't anyone know how to hide properly <laughs> in this like, movie? It's like, light up the cigar later. <laughs> right. It's it's not cool to do it properly. Right, because he's not very far away. There, he, He's clearly visible if they looked out the window. Like, oh, who's that guy? Someone's mm-hmm. watching us. They're just completely used to people smoking cigars looking out their window. It's a completely <laughs> normal San Diego thing. Yeah, That's what I, you get when you get a beach house. <laughs> <laughs> it's the price you pay. Yep, random random guys smoking yeah. cigars on your lawn. Slightly lower taxes, but you got to have people watching you from your win- from their windows. We have freedom, but at what cost? <laughs> at what price glory? <laughs> yeah, so uh this is like uh not quite an Emmanuel sex scene, but it's a it's a pretty long sex scene for this movie. Um putting all her uh, Emmanuel skills to good use. And yeah, she looks great. I mean, there's not really much more to say. Dan, just go I, back and watch it later. I don't know what that means for her Emmanuel skills. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Emmanuel is a softcore sex scene, so she she had practice, she had plenty oh. of experience. I didn't know if there was something special about Emmanuel. Emmanuel, well, she is in space. Okay, so that is pretty cool. Yeah, she has to fuck in space. I think that's the only time that's ever happened in movie history. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, I haven't seen Moonraker in a while. Do they do that? It's James Bond. It's... Of course he gets laid in space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> if given the opportunity, James Bond would fucking space. Oh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't pass I, mean I mean, let's be honest. Given the opportunity, everybody's going to fucking space. Fucking space, yeah. I don't think it's healthy to do it in space. There's there's a lot of gamma radiation, and it's just not good. Well, they don't have... Emmanuel doesn't have, have sex in literal outer space. <laughs> she's she's protected from the gamma rays. <laughs> but you, you still come... You, you have to read about the returning astronauts. They, they I mean, have she's trace, not... amounts, trace amounts of gamma radiation. I mean, yes, yeah, she's naked... Um, so she's not wearing a spacesuit, so I guess that's that's problematic. But right, she, she's just not floating in space, getting her fuck on. It, it messes with your innards, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, it also messes with her innards. 
Yeah. Do I, think, I think we just wrote the Nets Emmanuel movie. <laughs> We're just floating in space. Dudes get all up <laughs> in them space off. guts. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, I, I love that that saying. <laughs> I don't know why. Getting all up in them guts. Yeah, it's so filthy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after after they have sexy time, um, she says something really weird. Uh, she says, "Promise me there'll be no more secrets between us," which is comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah. which is an odd thing to say after after post engagement coitus. And he his eyes like shoot out because he's he's sleeping and when she says that his eyes just like shoot open and it's like yep. and he it's one of those things where like you said it's very awkward and you're not expecting to hear it mm-hmm. and he and he's just trying to it looks like he's trying to think of a way out of answering that question sure or that or that statement I should say and I, I I'm gonna spoil this for anybody that's listening that hasn't watched this movie which is probably everybody um, it is on Amazon Prime uh, so. The, one of the big reveals at the end of the movie is Callie has been working with the CIA. CIA. Yeah. Um, she is working on, uh, what's his name, Gilly's team to infiltrate um, Deuce to gain his trust so they could basically find the second decoder. Yeah. Um, so when you she find was, that... She was deep undercover. Yeah, so when you find that out, Every decision she makes and everything she does is just kind of like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessitate her doing any of that. Right. Is like she got she got to the point of engagement with a guy. Right. <laughs> that is super deep undercover. I was like, where was she got where was she planning to go with this? Was she gonna pop out some kids? Yeah, like, yeah. When when were they gonna finally reel her in? Yeah, <laughs> like, all right, you've gotten too far into this, and she apparently doesn't even like him. She's been yeah. getting she's been getting railed for almost an entire year from a guy. Uh, you know, maybe he's good in bed, um, probably. Um, but like, she obviously like once she makes the turn, she still detests him. Apparently. Oh yeah. It's like, it's so much vitriol when she yeah. finally reveals who she is. You should have seen this coming. You idiot. And I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> dumb bastard. At least sh- be so show, stupid. Show some compassion for someone who's been inside you numerous times. Yeah. Like, didn't you realize when I was sucking your dick but I was really working for the CIA? <laughs> you should have realized that. Yeah, that, that's that's phenomenal acting. Yeah. Nobody does anal as that often was, as I was allowed to. Was, I did. Unless they're trying to pump you for, for information. That, that reminds me of uh, like the Truman Show when he's with his wife. And it it's pretty much one of those things where she has limits to what they do because it's a TV show. This woman has no limits. Apparently it's yeah. like do or die, man. She's ride or die for the CIA. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, the best operative. Apparently. You, didn't, you didn't notice that that was textbook anal sex from the CIA handbook <laughs> that we were doing. If you had bothered to study. Yeah. You dumb <laughs> bastard. I, I love how she calls him an idiot. <laughs> this poor guy. Everybody watching the movie goes, yeah, well, he kind of is, but that's oh, yeah. not the point. Oh, yeah, he totally is. <laughs> but can, um, can I be honest with you? When when that reveal happens, 
I even went, oh, that's pretty cool. And then that was it. I, yeah. I, for some reason, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting yeah. it. Yeah, I so. would say the reveal is good, but then everything after that, it just ruins it. With well, her, like, her, with her reaction, with you know all her lines after that. Yeah. Well, sure. It's also like I've watched on my second watch. I was just like, all right. Well, why did she do that? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he even says, "Why didn't you just kill me when you had the chance?" I'm like, that's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. They <laughs> need the device. Always. Right. It's always about the device. Um. So back at the boating yard. Um, Raven approaches Deuce, says he has one half of the decoder and he wants the other. Uh, but Deuce says he doesn't have it. Just doesn't have it. Uh, yeah, totally believable. Yep. And then he tells him to watch out for his girl because she's a bitch. Which yeah, is... the exact words. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, Raven goes to his hideout and we meet his bunch of dummies as his new team. Yeah. Um, one dude's enormous. Um, none of them have any gun discipline, um, cause they're all ready to just shoot each other in the face <laughs> at just like the drop of a hat. I don't even remember what they were arguing about. I don't it's, remember either. It's, it's something it's silly. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Ava is the one woman on his team who I guess they're an item and she's yeah. bitching him out because he's talking about how they're going to run away together with a whole bunch of money or something like that. And he's like, patience. You dumb woman. More or less, he said. <laughs> I was just saying, I feel like this that came natural to uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I think he was like hoping he could give her a slap, but he just like <laughs> takes her by the face like really strongly. Well, you see, that would have been a Sean Connery thing. Yeah, Sean oh, Connery's yeah. definitely given her five across the the uh, the old. Oh uh, yeah, no, there the there are there are interviews where he talks about how women sometimes need a slap in the face because they don't know. They oh yeah, they don't learn properly. Yeah, yeah, they they deserve it. I I deserve totally it. remember that. Yep. Uh... He he was almost Gandalf, by the way. That would have been our Gandalf. Sometimes you just got to give him a slap. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. It is, but it isn't. It's funny when you do it with a Sean Connery accent. Yes, maybe that's what he was banking on. It's okay, because I have a Scottish brogue. Uh, okay, but... so from here, we go to uh, Senator Mixton's office in San Diego, and Callie's just doing her work and decides to call Martin out of the blue. But why? Right. <laughs> Gotta keep up just, the appearances. Yeah, just calls to tell him that she loves him. But why? That, uh, she, she loves that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, moron. Big fucking dummy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Oh no, I guess it would only. I was just trying to think if this was a foreshadowing thing, but um, no, no, it would, it would only work a, if she was working with Raven, not yeah, the CIA. So this is never it's mind. All happenstance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought it would be that she called him so that he would know she was at work, and nope. then yeah, but nope, nope. Uh, Carry on. Yeah, because I, no, I, I, I thought I had a big reveal. I was thinking that too, but yeah, that's it makes no sense. None of none of her motivation, her motivations would make more sense if she was working for Raven. Um, yeah, but she is not. Um, and Ravens too. He she, he doesn't know that she's CIA. No. Um, maybe he has, he, a, he has a sinking like, suspicion. I think. I guess there's a possibility he does. But 
there's no reason for him to know that. No, yeah, they, I, they've never met before. Yeah, I think his suspicion <clears throat> comes from that she works for the senator. That's one of the four. Maybe it's possible because he yeah. does say um, when the PI says she works in Senator Mixon's office, he's like, oh, me and Senator Mixon go way back. So maybe at that point, he's kind of putting the pieces together. Is like, that's too much of a coincidence for that to be yeah. a coincidence. That's possible. But uh, they never make that abundantly clear. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she calls him at work. And at this point, Raven and his crew are entering the senator's office, uh, start placing bombs around the building. Um, and an enormous explosion occurs. And assuredly, hundreds of people die. <laughs> They do say that they pulled the fire alarm, but I don't remember that actually happening. Me neither. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking, like, did I miss something? No, he said he says it in the next scene um, when he sneaks into Deuce's house. Um, when he handcuffs Deuce to the bed, uh, Deuce still says he doesn't have the other device. Uh, Raven still doesn't believe him, but when he says like, he's like. Uh, you just killed a whole bunch of people in that explosion. And he's like, I pulled the fire alarm. Most of them got out. You should have told Cal. You like, I told you I would do it at the boatyard. You should have told Callie to stay away. Yep. Um, exactly their conversation they had. And, and Deuce is pretty re- like relaxed throughout this whole thing. Oh yeah, his his fiance just died. Super sucks because now he can't collect on her life insurance. <laughs> yeah. That's probably <laughs> what he's really thinking. Because she's a government employee that died at work. Holy shit. That life insurance policy was going to pay off like a jackpot. Oh, We're talking right. billions. Yeah, dying at work, you get paid much, and a, much more. And government. Oof. Wow, man. He should have went down to the courthouse, got that thing, signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. And he wouldn't have to worry about working on the boats anymore. Oh, when, uh, And he could have just gave up the device. Yeah. For My real, God. he would have been too bad. He really is a big dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so Raven leaves. He manages to unhandcuff himself, and then surprise, surprise, Deuce does have the other device. Yeah, this is a a sad scene in an empty storage locker <laughs> that just has one box in it. Yeah. That's like all the uh, memories of Raven team. Which brings up a point. When are we getting Zippo lighters with the, they called us a movie logo on it? Oh, those are pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So he's like, if you want this other device, you're going to get it. Dun, dun, dun. So he's. That's pretty much if he wants a war, I'll give him a war. Yeah. Yeah. So from there. Oh, what, Mark? No, I was going to say, is this when, is this the point when uh, Richard Gant comes in? Or is that a little um, bit later? A little later. A little later. Okay. Because right. we get the meeting at the docks between Sklar, Senator Sklar, and Adib. Okay. This is where Adib's demanding devices now. Again, being it was being extraordinarily patient up until this point. Um, so I could see why he would want to get paid. Um, and Raven and his team are staked out, getting ready to pull the trigger on Senator Sklar. Just before he sniped, though. Deuce blows up the sniper with a grenade launcher. launcher. That's awesome. And Very and, subtle. Yeah. It's a quality pyrotechnic stunt as the guy comes uh, out of the building on fire and fire. falls down the steps. Uh, then a gunfight ensues. In the melee, um, Raven kills Sklar. 
Like Deeb dies, a whole bunch of people die. Ava gets shot in the belly. Um, then she she tells Deuce where to find Raven. Um, yeah. And then she's he's like about to leave her to die, and she's like, "Don't help me out. I don't want to get arrested or whatever." So he gives her a gun, and she kills himself. Yeah. Really? I thought he kills her. Nope. No. He gives her a gun with oh, one yeah, bullet yeah. in it. Yeah, and the. Uh... They do the whole gunshot as the transition. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. For some uh, reason, I thought he killed her, but all right. Yeah. The only reason I found out that she was dead was, you know, when they're talking about who they found at the scene. Yeah. And, you know. Um, so this is the introduction of the FBI with Richard Gant. Um, and we have a half an hour of this movie left, introducing the second most famous actor in it. Um they the FBI figure out where a Raven is, Raven's hideout is immediately. Yep, very just with quickly. a single phone call. Um, Deuce makes it to the abandoned warehouse, and the police and the FBI arrive right behind him, like yeah. within seconds of him. This is where we find out Callie is still alive, and uh, so Deuce tries to he frees her, but Raven pulls a gun on both of them, demanding the device. Deuce still says he doesn't have it. Um, and, and Raven and Coy. Raven psychotically makes up a lie that he raped Callie for no reason. <laughs> just yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, like, I, no, you're not buying it. Didn't think you would. And why would you say it? <laughs> why would you say it, you maniac? Right. It, it adds nothing. Again, that must have been pure Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Just, had my just, way with her. Just want to see how far I can take this heel. Yeah. <laughs> had my way with her a couple of times. Rape, rape is too far. Got it. That's the, the line. Like, the, the director's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, probably like just audible groans on set when he said that. I had my way Bert, with her a couple you're, times. Bert, you're, you don't have to bang every single woman you come into contact with. No, uh, no, I definitely do. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm ready. Yeah, I would have done it. <laughs> just what Raven would have done. done. <laughs> it's what my character would. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Very good, Bert. Uh, so right before anything really happens, the cops storm the, bu- the building, set off smoke bombs. Callie and Deuce, they escape from the roof. Uh, Raven kills a couple of cops and sets fire to the building. Um, Callie and Deuce, they jump off the roof after their explosion, and Callie lands hard in the bed of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> she does not land very well. I'm pretty sure that stunt person got hurt a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah that wasn't... I can't no, imagine that. Was, I can't imagine that was how it was planned. It was like you're just gonna yeah. you're gonna land on locked knees, and it's not gonna look great. That's mm. <laughs> the time when I would have been okay seeing a little bit of a pad. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, all right, I get it. She's fine. Okay. You feel all of it. Yeah. You feel all of that that fall. Um, so Raven escapes in a van, but he flips it um, to try and get around a, a blockade and gets arrested. Meanwhile, Callie and Deuce are heading to her brother's house in the countryside. Um, Raven gets interrogated by the FBI. They run through his childhood of crimes as if he's tr- as if uh, the FBI agent's trying to turn around a 20-year-old punk and a 60-year-old mercenary with 100 kills to his name. Uh, <laughs> Over 100, right? Yeah. It's just like, like, you know, tough, tough upbringing, in and out of jail at 16. Boxing like, champ. 
you don't want to do this. You're going down a bad road, something like that. But it's like <laughs> he's sixty years you old. Killed a, you killed over a hundred people for the, the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> like I think his ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> There's no redemption story here, unfortunately. Yeah. Don't try to appeal to his uh, his ethos. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but it's worth a shot, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You got to run through the motions. Not, I guess it's not every day you come across a sixty year old mercenary, right? So he's just got a good play. cop. Yeah. So at this point, the CIA comes in and takes the case away from the cops. Gilly takes a takes Raven with him. Um, then we cut to Callie and Deuce at her brother's house, and he starts to come clean to her about his his life. Um, Callie says she can't trust him because he lied to her. But again, why? <laughs> right. Because you're lying to him yeah. the entire like, time. Why is she making this difficult now? You know, she's really going through. She's really taking this part to heart where like she's got to be like, well, if I was really his girlfriend, um, I'd be really upset right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I would say. Rather than just be like, oh, just she goes to sleep. Um, <laughs> and at this, this is Matt Battaglia at his absolute worst. Yeah. Um, he is awful in this scene because now his his confessional, so he's actually doing some trying to emote act, and he <laughs> is not good. Um, Very wooden. Yeah. Um, so Gilly and Raven have it out um, as he's transporting him. They're fighting over the original mission because Raven's like, "You guys were gonna kill us once we got back," and blah blah blah. They're kind of measuring their dicks because they're like, this was all me. And it was like, you son of a bitch. I set this all up. It was all me. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, and then Gilly's like, come on. This job's not finished yet. We've got one more thing we got to do. Then we cut back to Callie and Deuce and they make up. And another sex scene. Then again, but why, Callie? (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. You you know this is almost done. Yeah. I'm I'm sure she knows that. Her superiors are on their way. Yep. So why do maybe, this? You don't need to keep up to the charade anymore. Well, is that to keep them? Yeah, I know? guess so. You know, tire them out from some sex. <laughs> just, just fuck them into submission. Yeah. Uh, so it's the next morning. We get some more um, postcoital uh, nudity from from Callie. Um, but at this point, Gilly and Raven are headed to the cabin to confront Deuce. Um, they show up. What's up? And somehow they don't hear a car driving on the dirt road. Yeah. He's tired, man. <laughs> well, she might have. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Although if she did hear it, she probably would have been like, what's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> but why would she do that? Exactly. But exactly. why, Callie? <laughs> why did I have the bowl, Bart? Why did I have the bowl? <laughs> So um, they come in with a whole bunch of CIA goons. Gilly's looking for the device. And then we get the reveal that Callie was in on it the whole time. And then she calls him an idiot right to his face. Yeah, they do that very classic. He hears a gun click behind him. Mm -hmm. You know. And like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, it is is an interesting turn. Um, Her motivations don't make much sense, um, but it's more than I was expecting from from this movie. Yeah. And then her and then her dialogue afterwards ruins if she could have just, you know, if they just had the character not say anything and just Mm -hmm. have Matt, uh, you know, Taglia try to emote towards her like, why you turn on me? Yeah. And she just silent stands there would have been a lot better than what they did. 
It's just it's the timeline that's weird. Yeah. You know, if he like just met her like two weeks ago, and like it's just it's not a fiance. It's just like uh, just some girl I started banging. It would make more sense. Yeah. Um. It's just she's been she's been pretending to like him and been fucking him for almost a year. I mean, surely she is in line for promotion at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You would imagine. I mean, obviously he's not he's not an ugly man, so it's not like he's she's got to fuck like a, a toad or anything like that. But right. I mean, this dude's in tip top shape. Yeah. He's uh clearly he's a good looking guy. So yeah. there's definitely worse. Uh, gigs or whatever what's a cia job i guess a job yeah <laughs> there's, there's worse jobs that she yeah there's worse places she could be yeah she could be fucking a mob boss i guess like a fat old italian guy yeah um, that's true someone but who's it, definitely more dangerous to the yeah, united it's just, states it's it's just yeah as mark said her her lines at the end of it where it's just like she hates him bro yeah. yeah it's like she just must have been stewing and how much she loathed him every time he went to sleep like she must have been just like plotting his death like there are probably <laughs> points where she's just like I have the gun is in the drawer right next to me I could just I could just end this right now I can make so it look it just, like an accident yeah um if if her dialogue was something more more like oh it's a shame you were you were cute or a good lay or something like that right uh, just but, to show that it wasn't all just total hatred yeah um, then that would have made more sense but uh <laughs> it then now it's just funny <laughs> right. yeah um, so Deuce eventually gives up his device um, Callie and uh, Gilly take it paired up with the one from uh, from Raven, and they go driving away. Yeah. Uh, Deuce and Raven, they manage to turn on the other CIA guys, and they blow those guys away. Which yeah, this has sh- to be some of the violent yeah, scene in the whole movie. Really violent. They just get blown away by point-blank shotgun shots. Um, and then as uh, as they watch Callie and Gilly drive away in with the devices, uh, Deuce reveals that he uh, placed a bomb in in the pack, and he blows up the car, and yeah. and that's and that's the end. So we get a little yeah. post postscript uh, on screen uh, text that says that a Raven is still self employed in in, que- in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah that was no the need to have line. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was what well, was the tagline? Wasn't it something like he used to work for the CIA, but now he's self employed? Like I mean, that's tagline. like that's like pre pre reading that you have to do. Like, yeah. You're not gonna get this joke unless you read our tagline. It's like yeah. what, going into into Endgame, and then they force you to watch all those other movies. Yeah, the <laughs> it's exactly I, like it. Yep. I think Perfect. the one good moment they had, whether it was written or it was um, a little uh, improv uh, from Burt Reynolds, is when he goes, "Was that meant for me?" You know, <laughs> the bomb. Right. Right. Because yeah. yeah, he had no because. The only person that Deuce could count on Raven showing was Raven showing up, not not the yeah. CAA operatives, because again, he didn't realize Callie was working for them. That's right. Yeah. So I guess yeah. it was for him. Yeah, I guess it was. Um, but is that really? That's really not important. Uh, we'll find out in Raven Two. Yeah. <laughs> when Raven's son comes back now. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and that's Raven. Uh, it was a movie. 
It, it wasn't it's, bad. It's something. Uh, it was competent. I think something. this is probably one of, one of the better movies we've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, I think we've had some stinkers recently. Um, yeah. And I think this one beats, it beats, definitely beats Double Dragon and, yeah. the, and the Italian Endgame. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it but, was it's very, very falls into that middle category mm-hmm. that, that I discussed before. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, it's, I didn't hate myself watching it. Yeah. I would say overall, um, the goods, uh, lots of explosions. I thought, I thought the, the scene at the beginning was really well done. Um, like if I have to like compare it to, we talked a lot about an end game, the Italian end game. Um, like the, the, there were a lot of shootouts in that movie and it, they were just super boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find the, like these action set pieces in this movie, particularly boring. Um, I thought they were well, they were well directed. They're well um, executed. So I would give this movie props for that. Obviously, like I said um, in the beginning, uh, the director has a stunt coordinator background, Russell Salberg. So you could definitely tell um, that that's kind of his expertise. Um, I like seeing Burt Reynolds as a villain in this movie. Um, it, you know, like I said, he's not the best villain I've ever seen, and he winds up not even being the villain at the end. Um, more like an anti-hero, but for ninety yeah. percent of the movie, he's the villain. Um, and it looked like he was kind of having fun in that role that you don't really usually see him in. Um, and then Krista Allen looks great in it for TNA purposes. Um, so those were my overall goods. The bad Matt Battaglia is just so bad. (laughs) Yeah, that that was my number one problem with this movie as well. (laughs) Um, you can, I think this movie would be leaps and bounds leaps and bounds better if you just put put an actual actor in there um like i don't know i don't know what kind of level you would <clears throat> what kind of level of actor you would put in at that point like a like a michael bean maybe or something maybe yeah, like someone who, a little bit a little bit older yeah, who in what is this 96 who was yeah. kind of in that range at 96 you know it, like i was trying to think to myself who would have been a, a better choice at that time period mm-hmm. are we talking it, acting skills or like, like I, I don't think i don't think you need to have a guy that's super good looking in that role um no. i think i think you can make him i think you can make him a little bit older maybe not you know maybe not uh in his 40s but you know I, yeah i don't know why the, i don't know why the first name that came to my head for that time period was ethan hawk too I young. think Ethan. He's too young, and he's too yeah. too much of a name at that in the nineties. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that that was just the first name that popped into my yeah. head. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not sure. Slater's too much of a star at that point. Yeah, he's like doing Broken Arrow at this point. Yeah. Um, oh, Christian Slater. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. Yeah, but like, yeah, he's yeah. It's 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 a role where it would have been like. We'd have to look at the time frame to see what what young actors were coming up, right? At that point, you know, um, like I mean, well, in ninety, I'm looking at just ninety six like gro- highest grossing films like Independence Day, Twister. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get like Tom Cruise or you could have probably gotten Will Smith. He wouldn't fit for this movie, Day. I think. No, but I'm just saying in terms of you know. 
pre-independence day he's the guy that would have been a little bit of a name i i what about what about, i mean i i think if you put will smith in this movie this this movie's going to theaters yeah Yeah. Um, i think if we're if we're being realistic in a movie um if this movie is not going to be in theaters i think that's that's kind of where i was thinking yeah you gotta find you gotta find like a soap opera actor which this guy was yeah 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 i'm thinking like i'm thinking a little bit older like the okay. like the substitute was a movie in that year tom berenger yeah tom berenger tom berenger or like a treat williams yeah or like yeah, a Tra- charlie sheen at this point in his career probably could have done it i i just came across what was i looking at before that i saw charlie sheen in uh was it the arrival all dogs go to heaven too charlie sheen <laughs> that's yeah, Charlie oh, Sheen was in The Arrival in 96, so he's in that in that kind of space. Sure. Because that movie didn't do much. Um, yeah. So, like, something like that. Um, I, th- I just think somebody that could actually act, because, like I said, you don't need a guy that's, like, good-looking and just in peak physical condition as uh, this guy was. And you could still have... You could have a better movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's definitely the the weakest link in in uh, this film because yeah. again, yeah, it, it was cool to see it was just Burt Reynolds being Burt Reynolds at that point. I think just being charismatic and having fun with it. He, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't take away anything from the film. So yeah, he it, knew, yeah, I was, was going to exactly. It, it was a paycheck and he was kind of like a good, you know, uh, like official in a game. Like he, he does his job. You don't know that they're there, kind of thing. You know, he yeah. he doesn't. He's not going to leave a big, a big uh, footprint with this movie. Yeah, nobody's going to walk around and go, "Remember Burt Reynolds and Raven?" <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's yeah. like, um, yeah, you know who it, you could have had in this movie. I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah, go ahead. He he was kind of young. What about Chris O'Donnell? Oh, wasn't he? He just wasn't he no. about to do Batman and Robin or? Batman Forever? I think it was a year before. I feel like he's too big of a star. You might be right at this point. Yeah. I still think it would have to be you'd have to take somebody from a soap opera. 95. 90, Batman Forever came out in 95. Yeah, so yeah. he would have been too big. Yeah. I'm just yeah, I'm the, going through stuff. Yeah. No problem. The um yeah, let me get on my train of thought. This is like um not to this extent, but I felt like this Reynolds performance was equivalent to um, the the line from the you know from the behind the scenes of Into the Spider Verse, where you know Nick Cage says to the producers after they don't like a take, he goes, "Oh, you want full Cage?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, Reynolds went, "Oh, you just want you want Burt Reynolds." Got it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what you want. Yeah, that, I could see. I could definitely see them just saying like, "Hey, Bert, listen, just do you, man. Whatever you, whatever you give us is going to be fine for this type of movie." Yeah, or, or you could have got you could have gotten a pre pre swingers John Favreau <laughs> or Vince Vaughn. What Vaughn. about Tim Roth? Tim Roth was at Reservoir Dogs. Was already a yeah. thing. Was that what? When did Reservoir Dogs come out? Ninety three. He was also in okay. Pulp Fiction in ninety four. Okay. So, yeah. Still too big. Yeah. Um, but I would I would say really my only negative, like, I, I don't think this movie is 
is is great in any so when i say i only have one negative it's really just because it's it plays it safe um and my really only my negative is his performance that matt battaglia he's just not very he's not he has no charisma uh he can't emote in the one scene that they ask him to emote there's Um, there's probably only one actor that could have been worse than this uh kevin durant kevin durant yeah um (laughs) I wasn't there for that one. That one went right over my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a competent movie. It I really I really don't have any negatives for this one. I wasn't bored while watching it. I you know I had a good a decent time with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it had the it had the explosions, had the TNA, mm-hmm. uh, it had Burt Reynolds. Yeah, not, I, not just, terrible. Just remind me, did this have a cool guy walking away from explosions? moment uh not that i can recall yeah because the only one we had was them jumping off the roof but that's not really cool guy walking away from explosions right no No. i don't think so but it it did have the like the big star kind of uh reveal at the beginning when he he has the mask on and oh yeah he's got a oh yeah has that yeah yeah. he's got a great beauty shot in this so yeah that that's uh that's the first thing that i noticed a nice little zoom in when he removes the mask yeah, it's Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds in all his sixty-year-old glory. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm pleased with this movie. It's not going to get a super lot of of. It doesn't have a whole lot of heat, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if this this episode doesn't do the best. But uh, I'm not disappointed in watching it. No. Uh, yeah. So before we we head out, um, I wanted to ask you guys a question. I kind of gave you ahead of time so you could think about it. Um, uh, we're gonna, something we're going to try a little bit more in lieu of trivia because trivia would just wind up taking way too long for us. Yeah. We're to add like forty minutes to our episodes, and we're trying to not do that. So we're trying to figure out like questions every week to kind of yeah. work back to the ep- episode. And this week, because we have Raven pay- taking up a team to get this device, my question to you guys is: you have to pick three characters. From movies we've picked, uh, movies we've covered in past podcasts, or I guess this podcast too, um, to feel the team to get Raven his device. Um, you can't pick Avengers Endgame. Um, yes, that'd be too easy. Right. Uh, but all the other movies are still in play. I'll even give you the Fantastic Four if you really wanted to do Fantastic Four. Uh, but who would you pick? You got three. Uh, who, who wants to go first here? Either of you can go first. Mark, you want to go first? Yeah, uh, go right it. off the right off the bat, I'm taking Chewbacca. Okay. Oh, that's I, right. We did when the, Chewie on my team. Yep. Yeah, have have my, you know, have co-pilot. He'd always have my back. I wouldn't be worrying. Chewie's loyal, and he, he's a pretty good shot. Kind <laughs> of like it. Good answer. All right. Who else? Let's oh, just go what, three. Go, go three. Three. Yeah. All right. So um, the next one I had. Um, was I would take um, Malibu from the Killing Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need a, I need a big, I need a brute, a nice uh, guy to go through and just be able to kick some ass as well as as shoot guns. Um, and then I was back and forth because I was, I thought we were going to go back and forth on it. So I'll just go ahead and take it, um, just because I would need some good investigating skills. I would take uh, John Claude Van Damme from Time Cop. Shit. <laughs> you took two of my three. Oh man. 
Ah, uh, all right. So that's I, why I, I thought we to... were going back and forth. So I, I gotta, I gotta switch it up a little bit. Okay. Do you want right. me to go instead and, of you? And, <laughs> and if we had a, and if we had a fourth choice for dumb guy on the team, I would take Kevin Durant. No, I'll go. I'll think of something on the fly here. Okay. All right, ready? I'm yep. going. I'm, I'm definitely going Malibu. I'm keeping that because well, you need those go, those golden locks on yeah, your team. Yeah. Well, you can take Malibu from Skyscraper. No, I, I need Malibu from uh, Killzone. Malibu right. from, from Skyscraper is just there. He doesn't really do anything special. Okay. Uh, so I'm taking Malibu from Killzone. Uh, I'm going to say the woman from Species. Oh, the, uh, Sil? What's that? Sil? Yes. Uh, Natasha Henstridge? Yes. Interesting, because she's kind of like a force of nature. You just kind of have to unleash her and hope for the best. Maybe she can cause some havoc, and uh, yeah, and she's pretty hot. So a little eye candy while she's massacring sure. everybody. And third, I take, <laughs> I take the, I take the bat lion creature nice. from, <laughs> from wizard or sorcerer. Sorcerers. Sorcerers. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. That's great. Just for <laughs> like just total mind fuckery. Okay. Yeah, your team's more supernatural. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Interesting. All right. I've got a few. Mine's going to be a little weird. All <laughs> uh, right. My first one is going to be Teen Wolf from Teen Wolf 2. Got it. Okay. I need a, he's a real he's a force to be reckoned with on and off the out of uh, in in and out of the ring. So, he's going to fuck some shit up. Um I'm going to take uh Tom Atkins from Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Oh, but he, he, he gets shit done. He'd be too busy does. nailing all the underage chicks. Well, I'll get him a couple of Miller High Lives. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and then I need some. I need somebody to extract us. So I'm going to take Hoagie from Jaws for the Revenge. Oh, played Michael by Kane. Michael Caine. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> so I, I was... I was considering going with the all beast team mm-hmm. and going Chewbacca, Bigfoot, and the Man Bear from. Sure, we do have a lot. Of, there are plenty of super superheroes we could have picked too. Yeah, you could have picked the the Wizard of Paws. Mm, yeah, pass. <laughs> that still might be. What about Ernest? And nobody decided to take the actual criminal in John Gotti. I was thinking <laughs> of taking uh, both of the twins from Twisted Pair. <laughs> Twisted pair. That was the trailer that we did a mini episode on with Neil oh, Breen. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, my, I, I still stand by my uh, lion bat creature. Yeah, yeah. No. forgot what that I, thing's name was. Yeah, it's like Zion or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, that that was my strategy by taking Chewie first. Was that if you guys started picking off the other ones, <laughs> I would just go for all beast. Yeah. No, that was that's. I think we've all we all have three very distinct, yeah. very good teams. I was also going to pick Malibu, but I didn't want to be three across the board. <laughs> he's Malibu. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a uh, they call this a movie legend. Yep. Once again, Darren McBee, if you're listening, we would <laughs> love to do an interview with you because you are amazing. And we, we haven't it, done it's a, not even that's not even snark. That's no, like, no, not at all. I know this this whole this whole show is built around snark, and this is the most sincere we are when we talk about darren mcbee and tom atkins yeah yes (laughs) maybe if we get a little longer and and get a little bit more into the uh geeks vibe nation you know 
Uh, they'll hook us up with it. Yeah. Yeah, we can. So, so what do you guys want? You've been pulling in some good numbers. Can you get us Darren McPhee as an interview? (laughs) We want to interview Darren McPhee, Tom Atkins, and Jason Lively. We can get you backstage at like any, any, nope, nope, just give us Darren McPhee. That's all. We call it even. (laughs) Get us Darren McPhee, you cowards. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you don't want passes to like the, you know, next, uh, Next Marvel movie? Nope. Nope, not at all. Maybe maybe uh, this guy, too. Whatever his name was. I forgot what his name was already. Uh, Matt Pataglia? Yeah, Matt Pataglia. Interview him. Tell him what, ask him why he sucks. <laughs> Tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> Tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, guys, this is basically going to wrap up our episode this week. Um, next week, I believe, Dan, you will not be joining us next week correct no that is correct uh, the wife and i are going on vacation there you go and i think she would kill me if i did this on vacation yeah, yeah. so My we wife. will uh, so we will uh, press on without you we'll have a two-person episode unless she wants to do this while she's on vacation mm, i think you'd have a harder time doing that <laughs> um so i think uh next week i think aladdin is coming up so maybe we'll do uh Kazam, I think, was a, an, an idea that's that was thrown choice. out there. Uh, I think that's on Hulu, but we'll figure it out. Um, do you got, or maybe, like I said, maybe we'll do Shazam starring Sinbad and we will go through a plot that we think of on the fly. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> um, you guys got any plugs? Uh, uh, yeah, a couple actually. Uh, my, obviously, my Twitter, dequino122. And you can follow the Stranger Damies Twitter at Stranger Damies. I do both of them. Uh, also, like I said earlier, I alluded to we just got our new microphone. So now we could finally get back into doing the Married Cinematic Universe podcast. So I am very excited for that. Uh, Jen and I were just talking about that before this podcast. So when we get back from vacation, we're going to try to see, uh, I think... What comes out? I think Godzilla Detective King of the Pikachu. Monsters. No, that that already came out. We're not watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out when we come back, and uh, that's something that we're actually both looking forward to. And yeah, so I think that would be our first episode back. It's been a long time, and it's uh, over a year. Wow. I know it, it stinks because we don't have. Uh, obviously, our schedules are pretty busy. And we usually don't have free time to do it until it's later. And by that time, we're both kind of tired. So, and Jen does a lot of the uh, editing. So it takes a little while to do this stuff. But yeah, hopefully we can get back into it soon. Excited. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously, Stranger Damies, um, as I mentioned every week, the uh, the last episode uh, just posted on Wednesday. Um where we have a uh, pseudo-therapy session for one of our characters, and another one does the two worst roles at the worst possible time um, that almost ends up tragically. Without having a camera behind my screen, uh, Dan will not know, um, or Anthony, or even... Well, I guess Tom could kind of know, because of how close he is to me, if he wanted to look over, see how close that character was to dying. (laughs) It uh, It was a close call. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's exciting. Listen to that episode. It's a little bit of our longer ones, but 
normally when we get into battles, that's what happens. Um, and then uh, the if the exciting news that uh, Dan got, you know, their microphone, uh, we might actually be able to do a uh, talking with strangers episode uh, where we answer some of your questions that's been piling up um, over the last couple months as we've been waiting. So um, be sure to be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah. And hopefully, fingers crossed, in the next couple months or so, maybe we'll be transitioning to some video with some cool backdrops and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that. That's exciting. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should also plug Geek Vibes Nation. Those guys are always, okay. always busy. They always have an episode. One like seems like they got one or two episodes of their shows a day. day. Yep. Um, they've been doing uh, NBA playoffs um, stuff. They've been doing Game of Thrones stuff. They've been doing Geeks Against the Grain. Uh, every week, I say that we'll. We'll probably show up on one of their episodes sometime in the future, but uh, that has not happened in a while. Um, so uh, ch- check them out at gvnation.com, Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, and we can be found at themaindamey.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Main Um We are They Call This a Movie. If you go onto any podcast streaming app, you should be able to find us if you just search They Call This a Movie. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all those good fun places. And any podcast streaming app that uses an RSS feed, we should pop right up. Um, I am at Ant Delvec. And those are all the places. Uh, yeah. Did you guys say your personal Twitter account? Oh, I, I left mine out. Mine is uh, off the mark tweet. <clears throat> Like Off I said, tweet fans yeah. at D Aquino one twenty two. I am at Ant Delvec, um, and this is uh, the episode for Raven. Uh, it was directed by Russell Salberg. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling Russell Salberg to go fuck himself. <laughs>